welcome back to Dive In Deep. I'm your host, Jessica Birch. Dive In Deep is a podcast where I share with you how to reconnect to the deepest parts of your being and truth through wisdom, meditation, healing tools. And it is my intention to help you heal from past trauma, bring you back to your heart center, and remember your authentic self. Each episode is designed based on what arises in the collective consciousness and through the lens of astrology and energy, this wisdom and self-connection is something that every living being deserves to have and I am very grateful to be the messenger of these divine messages. So welcome to episode 8 of the Cosmic Inner Child series. We are over halfway through. We are two-thirds of the way through the Cosmic Inner Child series, and it has been a journey. Ah, So today, we have the Aries Inner Child, and we're going to talk today about anger hmm and I think this is a big one for a lot of us but we'll get into the anger part in a little while just to set the foundation set the tone and help you connect to the Aries part of you so no matter what your birth chart looks like we all have everything inside of us every zodiac sign inside of us and It plays parts and roles and themes in our lives in similar but different ways. So Aries is the first zodiac sign which says I am here, right? It's a cardinal sign which means it is an initiator It says, like, let's go, let's do this. It's a fire sign. It is probably the fieriest of fire signs in the zodiac um, chart. And it's ruled by Mars, which is the planet of masculinity and the planet of war. And Aries is all about... mm, the root and the solar plexus so i am here (laughs) and i will be seen it is an energetic leader the sign is assertive it's courageous it's athletic it's focused right it's very cardinal it's very initiative It's a very good leader when it's in its light. And you can think about, you know, the fact that it's this the first sign in the astrological calendar, which is kind of like your very first stages of life. That um, fire and will and courage you need to descend down the portal of the womb and the vaginal canal to be birthed. It is the 
power and force of that very first breath and that very first cry that says, I am here and I am alive. So let's do this. Now in the shadow of Aries, we have someone who is overly competitive, right, egotistical, forceful, impatient, demanding, aggressive, angry, um, has rage, has um, a strong ego, self-centeredness, right, because there's so much I that needs to be there when you enter this human body, all of a sudden you are an I. You are, to whatever degree, an individual being. And that has its light and its shadow. So we're going to talk a little bit about the ego before we get into anger and we get into the inner child's healing process and we have to do this because when we are observing our anger as adults and we're trying to change our habits and our patterns and our perceptions and our beliefs and our stories we have to get a good sense of who the I is behind all of it. Who the sense of self is. Who you believe you are in the story. In the pain. Because often what happens is as children we grow up in environments where our parents... Um, though this is changing in the collective, which is amazing, which is part of the reason why I get to deliver this message to you today. As children, most of us grew up with parents who were not emotionally intelligent at all. And were not able to regulate their own um, emotional and nervous systems. So when they are presented... (laughs) or confronted by their child, you feeling anything other than happy, there is a great conflict inside of them as well. So that conflict is often projected onto us, right? And not that it's it's their fault, we're trying to get past that, but you know, they didn't have that kind of information like we do now. They did not have access to information and to knowledge and wisdom in any way as easily as we do today. So first, before we get too far into that, we're going to talk about the ego. And in the spiritual world, they talk about the ego often. And the first thing that I want to say is that the ego is not all bad. When you are walking a spiritual path and you come across many spiritual teachers, because of the nature of our work, we want to dissolve the ego. Right? We want to get rid of the illusion of separation. We want to get rid of this false eye so that we can bring you to the highest, so that we can liberate you, we can help you awaken. 
right? We can help liberate you. We cannot do it for you. We can help you walk on your path back home to enlightenment. And in order to do that, we do have to dissolve the I. And being a human being in this world, we need an ego. We need an I. We need a self. We need a character. We need a character to play in um, this play of life, right? We need a role. We need a purpose. And what happens is we get so attached and so identified with many of these things that we forget that we are not just simply you know, the box of this identity. We don't always have to wear the same hat. So the ego is who you believe you are, but not who we truly are. So who is it that you believe you are? Do you believe you are your name? your body? Do you believe you are your job, your role in your family or the roles in your family? Right? Do you believe you are good or bad? Do you believe you are happy or sad? Right? Who do you believe you are? And just know that that's not the whole truth. It can be part of it. We get to honor that. But it's not the whole truth. And the thing is, is these are the beliefs that you are conscious about. So much of the ego is unconscious. It's the things that we believe we are, but we don't actually realize that that is our belief. And this is where we have the biggest problem, right? Is bringing these truths and these beliefs to the surface. So these beliefs at a very, very early age were learned, right? The way that we really establish our sense of self Um, is through our relationships and through our parents and how they act and how they react and how they respond to us in the environment. And we are not conscious of this necessarily. So what we believe we are and what our ego is built upon is things that we've learned. And many of these things, obviously, are untrue, right? We are labeled so much as children. We are, you know, led down many paths of beliefs that build us up (laughs) or down in a way that separates us from our true authentic self and creates a really unhealthy sense of ego. And when we have an unhealthy sense of ego, we will be continuously trying to build the ego back up. And we'll talk about that in a little bit once we get to the topic of anger, right? And all of these things, this I, this ego, your identity only exist because you're here in a dualistic plane of existence in a human body 
right? So because you are connected to this vessel, this temple that is your body, you have the illusion that there is separation between you and what is outside of you. And this duality creates a sense of I, your ego, okay? So just laying down a bit of a foundation here once we, once we can get a little bit further. So Aries says, I am. I am here. I am first. Oh, I am first. I am right Okay, so we have a bit of ego in there, right? Not only I am, but I am first and I am right. There's a fire behind that, right? Think about how many times you've gotten into an argument and someone always has to be the last person to get the last word in, right? That's kind of an Aries thing in this context that we're talking about today. So we have this false sense of self that is constantly trying to build itself up and it feeds on both the light and the dark, right? The ego feeds on, I am bad, I am not enough, I am unlovable. The ego feeds on, I am good, I am beautiful, I am sexy, Okay, both of these things feed the ego so that it can continue to exist. The ego is a voice or many voices in the mind that consciously and unconsciously lead you. Lead you in your choices your relationships, the way in which you communicate, the way in which you think, act, behave. They lead you in all aspects of your life. And so often we are not even aware. Sometimes we're aware. For those of us who've been doing the work for a long time, there's a good handful of our shit that we're aware of. But my love, I promise you there is more. There is always more because that is the nature of consciousness and that is okay. We also have to have love and acceptance for who we are and where we're at today and remember that we do belong exactly as we are, where we are, how we are right here and now in the moment. But we have these conscious and unconscious voices that lead us and Aries is the first leader right? The original leader. Before we get into more development down the zodiac line, this is the original leader. So my love, who is leading your life? Who is leading you? Who is leading the choices that you make every day? Who is leading you along your spiritual path back home to your original truth of we are all one? 
and who is leading you and who are you really so I really invite you and encourage you to write these two reflective questions down and start with who is leading me and see if you can start to allow that question in in different moments of your life you know, even in the little moments where you're going for, I don't know, the extra chocolate bar. <laughs> Personal example. Okay, who is leading you in that moment? Who is leading you in the moment when you're having a conflict with your lover and you feel this rage inside of you that says, I am right. Who is that I, really? Who is that voice inside of your mind that is saying that? And my love, if you can observe that voice and if you can see that voice, that voice is separate from you and is therefore not you. When you ask, who am I? everything will dissolve. If you finally find and tap into the real I, the I that is me, the I that is you, the I that is we, my love, everything disappears. It's like trying to grasp light and air. It will just slip through the cracks of your fingers, but it'll shift something inside of you forever. And you will, to some degree, to some fraction, remember who we are. So who is leading me? And who am I really? So let's get into the juiciness. (laughs) Or the hard shit of this particular episode and let's talk about anger and let me just say that I am no master of anger and I did not grow up in a family that had emotional intelligence whatsoever and could help me navigate my anger I went through very big phases of life where I was very fucking angry And I had every right to be. And I had good reason to be. Um, But we can handle things differently now. So anger. Anger is both good and bad. And both and neither. Okay. Anger is something that keeps us safe. Anger is something that protects us. Anger is something that shows us where our boundary has been crossed. And that anger and boundary helps us um, uphold our eye. Okay, so that's not bad. 
in all of its senses, right? We, we need to stay safe, physically safe, mentally safe, emotionally safe, energetically safe. And if someone is threatening us, draining us, taking from us what is ours, then it is necessary for our health and well-being to use our anger in a healthy way and set a boundary and keep us protected. If boundaries is something that you struggle with, please go back to episode two, I believe, the Libra inner child um, and dealing with people pleasing before you continue to read this because it is going to be um, necessary for you to already have a good understanding of boundaries because it's not that's not quite where we're going today I'm taking it into um, riskier territory right so it shows us where our boundaries are where they're being crossed and anger keeps our sense of self intact Right, And in life-threatening situations, in areas of your life where you truly need to set boundaries so that you can feel whole again, um, you know, this is really important to uphold that, that sense of self. But my love, my question again for you to take it one step further, once you have the boundaries in a healthy way, is... Who is that self? Who are you really protecting? To take it one step further, you know, there is no you and there is no me and there is no separation. And a beautiful lesson of energetic exchange has been coming up in my life recently and you will receive back all that you give and you don't have to give that which you don't desire um, and feel well enough to give in that moment so I'd like to talk about sacred rage for a moment and there's been this wave of reclamation especially for women around sacred rage and radical honesty and authenticity and sovereignty and you know generally speaking I'm I'm all for it but it's not all pure and clean and of the highest and yes express your anger yes do embodiment work to act out the anger and get that which is stuck in the body unstuck and released but this day and age with this feminine rewilding in the name of authenticity takes it to completely unhealthy standards so I'm not saying don't be angry or in order to be enlightened, you don't get angry. No, trauma is real and we must respect that. 
But better yet, I invite you to reflect upon who is it that is angry? Who is it inside of you that is saying, I'm angry or feels personally offended? Right? And please know that I'm coming from a place that is sensitive to, well, sensitive, <laughs> first and foremost, but sensitive to trauma. Okay, I'm not saying that, you know, the asshole that abused you um, doesn't have, you know, means of being, you know, angry or, or really, really traumatized by it. That shit is real. And I never want to do anything to take anything away from anyone's trauma. Um, or traumatic experience and all of the feelings and all of the pain that come with that. Okay, I'm more so talking about, you know, once we're adults, we have these patterns that keep us in these loops of behavior that we learned as children, that we learn from our parents and our caretakers and the people around us. And most of the time, that's the part that's not healthy, right? Is perpetuating the same reaction, the same response, same behavior, the same belief, the same story, the same fractured ego that's trying to rebuild itself over and over and over again. So who is the one that's getting angry And what is your anger really telling you? So one thing I want to mention here is that anger is a secondary emotion. So we have two primary emotions and that is love and fear. And love and fear create and uphold the spectrum of duality and anger is a secondary emotion of fear so when we are angry deeper down inside closer to the truth is that we are afraid in some way and that fear is a survival instinct So we get angry because we're afraid that we're not going to survive. Our ego gets afraid because, sorry, gets angry because it is afraid it's not going to survive. So oftentimes our anger is just feeding the ego's fear of survival and again not that we necessarily need to completely dissolve any I or ego in this lifetime but we do need to remember that we are beyond that and have some grounding and embodiment in it 
right? We want to move beyond our anger. We want to, you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to handle conflicts in your relationship or anger within yourself differently, right? If you are content with the way your anger is leading your life and your fears are controlling your life, you wouldn't be listening to this for the past 28 minutes and 18 seconds, okay? So I'm talking about the anger that comes up in those cycling conflicts in your relationships. I'm talking about the anger that comes up in your own cyclical nature, right? Are you upholding and and listening to your own inner boundaries and respecting those? Or are you acting in some way out of fear? And is that fear coming from some kind of belief that you are not good enough or you are not going to be loved or have a place in this world if you don't, you know, do the thing or say the thing or be the way? So what are you afraid of? When you're in a moment of anger, What are you afraid of? Are you afraid that if you're not right, you won't be loved? Right? Because love is a need. Our needs go beyond food and water and shelter. We need love. We need connection. We need, you know, pleasure. We need many things in order to not just survive but also thrive. So what is it, what is it that you are afraid of? And who is telling you that you should be afraid? Because beyond our identity of the ego, there is no more fear. Because beyond the identity of the ego... We are no longer in duality, right? Identifying as the ego keeps us in duality. It gives us an I and it gives you an I and them an I. So it keeps the separation. But when that dissolves and I am you and you are me and we are one and all is one and we are we, there is no fear In one context, you could say there is no fear, there is no love. We are love, however. But I'm not talking about the emotion of love and the emotion of joy. I'm talking about the love that we are that is consciousness itself. So, if you haven't already, I invite you to write that down. When I get angry... Who is the voice inside of me that is angry? And what are they afraid of? What is this voice telling me I need to be afraid of? What does this voice believe to be true? And can you see the lack of truth in it? And this takes practice, this takes time, this takes patience, 
Oh, love, be patient with yourself and be patient with the people that you love. Patience is not one of Aries' greatest strengths. Okay. So, anger. I want you to, if you feel like you are in a safe enough space, to close down your eyes and recall upon a time in your childhood and please don't go to your deepest, darkest, most traumatizing time in your life if we are not together in person and you do not have somebody there to support you I do not necessarily recommend that but pick some time in your childhood that really fucking pissed you off where you felt so angry. And can you see yourself in that moment? Can you see the way you held yourself, the way you were in your body, your posture? Can you feel the boiling of your blood in your rage? Can you see the room or space around you, the people that were involved, their body language? And can you see how you reacted in that situation? So when you were confronted by this anger, did you fight or run or freeze or go numb? How did you react in that moment? What did you do to survive in that moment? And as you observe this and as you feel this in your body right now, reflect and look and observe where you still hold this pain in your body? Is there a part of your body that's speaking to you right now? Aching, painful, sore, tight, tense? How is your jaw, your shoulders, your neck, your bum? Are you clenching your bum? Your pelvic floor, your belly? And as you process this, I invite you to either take some long, deep breaths. If you're someone who runs, I invite you to sit and breathe. If you are someone who freezes, 
I invite you to move your body in any kind of way. Move your body if you can, stand up, dance around your room, move your spine, find any kind of rolling and moving and getting into the sticky spaces of your body and breathe deeply. If you're someone who fights, I invite you to sit in stillness and take long deep breaths and just let a different kind of sound out. Let the vibration out in a different way. If you're someone who tends to numb out, keep breathing and dropping into and feeling your body. If you feel as though you have anger that needs to be vocalized and expressed. If you are in a safe space um, where you can be really loud, feel free to take a big old breath in and let it out, scream it out, roar it out, growl it out, snarl it out, let it out. If you are not in a space that feels safe to do that, grab a pillow Take a deep breath in and scream into the pillow. If you are someone who freezes and just feels like they've got so much of this pent-up energy in your body, move your body, punch your pillow, punch your bed. Let it out. Move it. Breathe with it. And continue until you return back to your innocence, to your true nature. And know that you now have some tools in your toolbox to use when life throws you an opportunity to transmute your anger through self-reflection, through asking good questions, through sitting and breathing, through sighing it out, through screaming it out, through screaming into your pillow, punching your pillow, your bed, your couch. And my love, I invite you to continue and continue and push yourself. And if you feel like you're doing this for too long, go a little bit longer. Be in your process for a little bit longer until you feel the essence of your inner child returned. I'm going to leave you here 
in this place of real reclamation of truth and innocence and joy. My intention for you is to lead your life from this place, from this self, from this I.